Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And Chris. And thank you for joining us for our Western Bulldogs, as we also call the Dunkley Podcast. The Dunkley Podcast. I love that. I, I do love a bit of Dunkley. The Dunkley Donuts. Sons of the West. They're going all right. I tell you what, they're on a steam train headed for the finals this year, I reckon. I actually agree, I think, Chris. Um, they had a real good steamroll home. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't keep up with the juice. In the final series and got knocked off by GWS, but a lot of the stats are pointing north as well, uh, and I'm hoping that with the natural development of a Tim English, they can improve in the other areas. Yep. But before we go into the stats there, facebook.com forward slash SC Insider, and on Twitter, it is SC underscore Insider underscore. And on Twitch, it's twitch.tv forward slash SC underscore Insider, and on all major podcast platforms, including YouTube. I almost got it right. Yes. thank you to the love we've uh, received this preseason as well. Our Twitter's jumped up. I think it's been about 250. Yep. YouTube is now climbing in the stats as well. We're getting many listens a week, even getting noticed on the street. Which yes, is, we are. Uh, really great to hear. And we, again, quick little disclosure, we are completely blown away and we're humble. We just started this for a couple of guys that start Supercoach, just we spoke enough about it. We thought we might as well do our own little podcast, have some beers. And <laughs> we no haven't way, actually had any beers tonight, which not is tonight. Um, but look, and again, we're blown away by the, the reception we've received and even how well we're accepted within the SC community and how well our opinions are uh, appreciated, I guess, is the word for it. So Definitely. Uh, look, let's go into the Western Bulldogs. They are fourth for disposals. They're fifth for marks, they're second for goal assists, and they're fourth for inside 50s. So they're getting the ball in there a lot. The problem was that they're relying on Norton and Shaki, who Too I young. think Shaki has yep. actually improved. Definitely improved. Definitely I was, improved. I was he's very not quite him. there yet, but he's definitely showing some signs. Uh, I think the goal assist is the big one because they have so many small forwards that can run through the midfield and pressure up and kick goals that, you know, it's the Bevo Express. Where they did lack, though, they were 13th for tackles. So I was like, come on, Bevo. Do you know what I mean? 13th for tackles. You are a notorious pressure side. Get McLean in there. Do something. He's in my keeper league. <laughs> I have Good to luck keep with him. that. I have to keep him. Good luck with he's, that. He's young. I've got to keep him. Um, first for free kicks four, which is awesome because um, they put their head over it and they get the ball first. That's true. 16th for frees against, so they weren't giving too many away, which is also very good news. So that helped them as well. 12th for clearances, though. So I'm hoping that maybe English... Could help out a little bit. Um, funny fact, I think it was English to Bont was the second or third most hit out to advantage power couple in the league. Yep. Uh, so they link up quite a lot. So I'm hoping a little bit of natural progression. English has now got the match ready. He's got the experience and hopefully bulks up a little and starts to dominate a little more. I think this is his third year now, isn't it too? So Yeah. Um, my, my really only concern about, uh, well, the Western Bulldogs in super coach format, Not, I, I think they will improve as a team and I think this yes. year they will definitely be making finals, my personal opinion. Um, my issue with them for a Sukos perspective is that they've got so many players that as average a lot of points. Yeah, it's so crazy. Where do they? Where do those extra points come from? Because like you know, there's only thirty three hundred points a game. Yeah. So how are they going to like? You know, let's say Norton starts clunking more and, and get scoring really well, and then Shaki comes in and starts averaging ten points a game or more. Where is that coming from? Who's going down? Who's going up? Like this? What is and they this? have three of the most damaging and impactful midfielders yeah. the league has seen, and they're all averaging super Huge. well. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be crazy. interesting. Very interesting. Uh, very, very, very interesting. Um, yeah. So, well, but here's the problem. They're 18th for hitouts and 12th for clearances. So, yep. yeah. I think there's definitely room for improvement in that aspect, and I'm hoping that's the case. Looking at their draw, though, they have the last buy, which is awesome, and we've spoken about it many times. We've mentioned Dunkley and McRae and Bontepilli on numerous podcasts throughout yep. the year so far. Highly attractive players, highly damaging, good scorers. It's going to be interesting. And we'll go straight into their draw to start with. Champion Data's ranked them the seventh easiest. That's so good. they're actually not bad. So they're outside the second half there. Not bad for them uh, from that perspective. They only play, and this is the interesting thing, one top six team twice. And that's the Giants. Wow. Yes. And they match up pretty well against the Giants. They do. So and they match up pretty well. Um, but the problem is, though, is that that could be two Deboer tags, Deboer tags for Bont. And they are both before the bye. Mm. Now, we have discussed this before in a previous podcast, but um, in that uh, tags last year, so if we were to replicate last year, uh, they played each other twice. One was in the finals and one was in the regular season. DeBoer went to Bont both times. Yep. And the issue is if Bont gets tagged, he could also slightly move forward, which then affects their mix-up a little bit as well. Um, yeah, he's definitely the most likely to go forward out of the three. He's a lot most likely to get tagged. I think McCray might get tagged next in line if that's the case because he's really influential. But mind you, Dunkley went absolutely massive against the Giants, and I wonder if they remember because he was absolutely damaging. Uh, One hundred sixty-nine. That yeah, game. he went huge. Uh, it'll we'll be interesting to see that. if he can. He's going to start drawing attention because I tell you what, he is super, super damaging when he's not, and part of it is because. Bont and McRae are getting so much attention. He's just going to run around doing whatever the hell he wants. Yep. Um, now, cleaning up. I personally am huge on Dunkley this year. Yep. We'll go into that later. Um, speaking of the double ups, they have Carlton. Uh, so hang on. Carlton, Fremantle, North, GWS, and Port, which oh, I think is huge. So Carlton, Fremantle, both lower end of the ladder. North Melbourne, you know what I mean? Can leak some points, particularly in that midfield, and Port Adelaide. The only good one there is GWS, and the only top six team is them. I think that's really interesting. They have five Friday night games, which is great for that VC option. Yep. 12 games at Marvel, two at Ballarat. So that's 14 out of 18 games at Marvel or Ballarat. That's awesome. That's really good news for them as well. Uh, here's the thing. I reckon start your dogs before the buy. And if you're looking at going two dogs or whatever, you have to do it. One, they have the good late buy. Yep. Perfect, right? Second Load one up. is, listen to the start of the... These are the teams they play before the buy. Carlton, North, Lions, Port, Hawks, Gold Coast, Fremantle, Melbourne, Carlton, Adelaide. Oh, they're all easy. Well, the only ones are GWS, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of those games. I would actually say that... And the other two would be GWS, right? Well, Lions leak points in the midfield. Like, McRae's has bunnied them. Even um, Dunkley went 130 against the Lions. The Lions leak points. In Supercoach. That's what they do. They're not overly reliant on shutting people down. Well, it's because they've got a, a midfield that... They'll back they themselves just, in. They back them. It's the yeah. same with Collingwood, right? Yeah, they back A lot in. of midfielders, uh, midfield just go head-to-head with Collingwood. So. Yeah. yeah, but look at that. Ten of those teams, you'd say, okay, maybe Lions and Hawks yep. would probably be the harder ones, but they don't lock down so much. They leak points, so, so it'll be fine. The interesting one's going to be uh, Toot Miller from GC. Um, does We've suggested this again uh, on the GC Gold Coast podcast. Is it if Tuke plays this year in midfield, it must be as a lockdown role, but only because their midfield's getting so much more experience and depth through there that they they need that to lock down the opposition's best mid. And then the other one is Ben Jacobs. If he actually does come back to North Melbourne, that'll be interesting. Where does he fit in now? 
There's um, so many midfielders there, unless they're going to specifically absolutely. tag, and it's a new coach. He might not want to tag as so much. So we don't know yet, and that is going to be something that we'll need to keep an eye on because that could impact vice-captain options. It could impact um, scoring capacity, and because they play them twice and GWS it twice... I can see why some people are very tentative about starting too many dogs yeah. for that reason. I actually think this year will be more than the others. After the 666 and that kind of thing, I think they're going to be probably looking to shut down more like the, the users off the back flank and the forward line. Uh, I think they'll do more. That's more in vogue now. They'll do more yep. shutting down of the either the, the goal sneaks that are really damaging, like your Charlie Camerons or whatever. They'll try and shut them down. Yep. Or the users, so your, your Leds and your, your Ryans or your users off the back line. To me, it's much more important now, especially at centre clearances, and yep. may, maybe not at stoppages around the ground, but at centre clearances, it's get your best ball winners at the coal face because that's your the highest chance to get a score. Yep. So your highest chance to get a score is straight out of center clearance. You've got to have your best ball winners there to clear the ball with an effective disposal to your leading targets that are going yep. to be one out. So um, in my, yeah, I personally believe that that is a very strong thing. So I don't think taggers are going to have too much to do with the center clearance anymore. Yeah. Um, because well, of that space. I think absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. it's more room to run around. Uh, they do have a harder Supercoach final series with Geelong, North, Port and West Coast. So they have two uh, what top five sort of sides in there. Yep. A little bit harder for that. Again, I just think with their bio, you have to start them beforehand. Can you start all three? No, I don't think you can. Can you start two of those three? I think you can. Well, and there's a few reasons why, but we've flagged this on, again, the Hawthorne podcast is that... Um, uh, especially after this week, Tom Mitchell went absolutely well, not huge, rampant. but he he got his hands on it and got uh, like twenty odd touches, twenty one touches in three quarters and yeah. uh, fourteen tackles. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Um, <laughs> I was in a wet game, so granted, yeah. obviously he was around the ball a lot, but you know that's that's to him that's a, that's an easy thirty possession game. That's well, that's Tom Mitchell coming back. I'm watching him very um, much, very much as well. Um, so if you want to, so now you got to be aware of okay, how many guys you start with the same buyer. So backloading your premiums is fine because you can obviously, um, you know, trade up during the first buy and the second buy. Yeah. So forward and defence, you think maybe what two max on the line, and then def- uh, midfield, you say three. Um, well, it depends on, on the same buy. So here's the thing. So it depends on what you're going to upgrade to during the, um, the first round of upgrades, right? Yeah. And so it just means you can't upgrade too many to that, that back buy. Yeah. So if you want to, let's say if you're in defence. If you want to upgrade to Sicily, that's fine. But do you already have two guys with around 14 by? Yeah, if you do. Do you already have Laird and Zach Williams? Well, then I you're probably stuffed. wouldn't do that. Yeah. If, um, if same with the midfield. So you could, you've got three guys on your bench that obviously can replace that with, and you've got those returning premiums. Um, you want to maximize your points per buy. So what that means to me is I think an absolute maximum of four yeah. would be the, the key. Well, I'm thinking Dunkley. Absolute max. McRae, Dunkley, um, Josh Kelly, and Titch as my four. I'm so thinking about doing a six There's up. really five, right? So there's, yeah, so there's the, the big three. So Bont, yep. McRae, and Dunkley from the Dogs. And then you've got um, Titch and, and Josh Kelly. Yeah. I, I think even four I, is I, more. I'm not doing four personally. I think three is where I'm going to sit at. That's fair. But um, the other two you might want to reconsider. So. Yeah, fair enough. And then Sloan and that kind of thing don't come into the mix. No, and but Sloan's someone that you might yeah. pick, up you cheap pick up cheap on the back end when you need but even injury then, replacement the, or something. But even then, the last buy players are better than him, so you're better off going one of them. That's why I think, that's yeah. why I think Crouch um, and Sloan is completely just a non-pick this year. All right, well, let's go into the three tier mids then, seeing that we've given them such a high pump up. Yep. Float their tyres. Jackson McRae, 22 games, averaged 123, 85% time on ground, really good by uh, foot, had 13 scores over 120, so a great VC and a C option there. Only three scores under 100. Yep. 
very consistent because even last year in 2018, he also had 12 scores over 120. So he doesn't miss many games. He did get injured, uh, missed a couple of games. Was that last year? Hamstring? Yeah. No, it was the year before, yeah. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, not last year. Yeah, not, I keep thinking last year is in 2018. Uh, look, what does this to say? He's the most consistent midfielder. He was the number one averaging Uber. midfielder last year. Yep, so he's um, played 63 out of the 66 games his last three years. Yep. A low of 84, nine scores of 130 plus, 155, 153, 150, 148, 142. Uh, average 113.5 before the buy, which yep. we everyone was like he's starting off pretty slow uh, for that. And then he Bang. averaged 133.2 his last 11 rounds after the buy. Went yeah, big. my personal opinion is I think Jack McRae's a must. I think he's the one that you need to have because of A, consistency, B, plays games, and three, has a high ceiling. Like he's everything that you want out of super coach. And here's where McRae is super underrated and people don't really look at this this much because I was starting to wonder okay well I wonder if he's like a flat track bully I wonder if he is beating up on the bottom sides or he's doing well against the good sides because we know he's good and we know he's consistent but get a load of this though against top eight sides the average is 122.1 and against bottom 10 sides the average is 124.1 super consistent so no matter who he's playing against what's that the average then 123 like is in it's he just consistent against bottom teams, against top sides. Yep. He just does it all. He's an accumulator. Um, it's fortunate for him that there's a guy called Marcus Bontepelli in that team because he attracts a lot of the attention that otherwise would be going to McRae. Yeah, I agree. And if he gets shut down, we've never really seen it too often where he gets super shut down. I've seen he people work- go to him. Yeah, but he but works so he just, hard. He works enough. Like he, he burns them he off. He floats in behind the balls to get handball receives to just, yeah. just burn that guy off. I, th- I really, really rate the, the the way that he plays when he does get attention. It just proves that regardless, he'll still try and get to that 100, even though he's getting just yeah. super tight tag oh, he, the whole game, you know? His base is, yeah, just absolutely great. I, I, I just don't... I, I don't want to start a season without him. I think he's too important to most super coach teams. I think he's going to be number one for overall scoring outside of your Gordon Grundy, who will probably still be up in that uh, echelon, so... Fair enough. Mm. I slightly disagree, but that'll be a top 10 podcast Ooh, discussion. We have to tee that up. We've got to tee that yeah, up with we the boys. Yeah. We'll have to tee it up. Uh, next one is Josh Dunkley. So he's 620, uh, 32K mid. So, oh, sorry, McRae's 668K. So obviously quite expensive. Dunkley's 35K cheaper, um, but still has that impact. And this is where we really talk about it because he averaged 85.8 his first six rounds. Bevo started him in that forward line, which we kind of knew. Bo- um, and Libertore. He was getting a little mid fit on, but it was yeah. mainly Mainly Liber. forward line. Libertore was the one yep. that was getting it. And then it switched. Dunkley, got, <laughs> Dunkley became the boy. Libba's scores dropped off, off a cliff. Because Libba can't off, play. You got off, if you got off Libba, he dropped a 150 and then went bang. And I was, I, was, I was saying, I was like, this is the time to jump off Libertore because yeah. he won't average you 120 you made, a year. You made your cash and you should have got off. I and those that held. Got up to 500k or something, oh, didn't he? So quick. Yeah. And yep. I was like, nah, don't get, um, punt him. Yep. So the interesting thing is he averaged 127.9 though his last 16 rounds. So absolutely went massive. Scores of a 202, a 173, a 169, a 153. Did you watch that 202 game? Two scores under 100 after that point. Did you watch that game? Where oh, I think I, yeah, I think he smashed. Dude, <laughs> it was funny because he actually started the game on fire in the forward line. He started in the forward line that game and I think he kicked like two or three goals in the first quarter. So his points, because you know when you kick yeah. goals, he's just going boom, boom, boom. Like contested possession, kick goal. I was like, what's happening? Where, like, Is he just dominating the midfield? No, he was actually doing that from the forward line. Yep. And then, so, he, went and and then he went into the midfield. It just kept, it kept <laughs> boosting it. I was just like, this is like unseen. Like, It was an amazing game nah. of football to watch. Uh, absolutely crazy. And there's not many guys that I know, not many players that can do a 200, 
a 170 and a 160 all in the same season. It's huge. His ceiling is huge. Add some Josh Kelly numbers. If he, but that's, he, that's, a, that's how good he here's is. Here's right the thing now. though: if he goes one of those games at the start of the year and you don't have him, you are cooked. Yep. His price will be so inflated, you can't get him. And then you're also now going to be far behind everyone else because you don't own him. So I, I honestly think he's underpriced. He's only priced at 116. Yeah. So he's definitely a 120 plus player. So he's he's a bit cheaper than what his value is. Yeah, and he's he's shown it. People are saying like, oh yeah, but he's only shown it for part of a season, or he's not proven. He's done it for essentially a season and a half. He's yep. done it for about 30. He did it at the back end of the previous. He's season averaged too. 116, including those games that he played forward over the last 31 games. Yeah. That's a good enough sample. You can't wait for three years of data before you jump on someone. I think if you like him, go for it. I think he's a great option. And because he just does get no attention. Well, he gets zero attention because. If it doesn't go to Bont, it's going yep. to McRae. That's that's what it is. He's getting no attention through that midfield. His his pre-clearance disposal work is fantastic. Yeah, like, so the we, amount of times he huge. picks it up from a clearance and he's like does a diving handball to like clean disposal and you just go, where did this guy come from? Like where yeah. did he, he come showed, from? He showed glimpses. I actually had him at the start of last year in, in the draft league and then got rid of him and someone picked him up when he went big. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's have a look at this. So. Uh, they play Carlton twice. This year he scored a 173 against Carlton. Right? That's a good sign. They play GWS twice. He also got off the leash with a 169 against GWS. They play the Kangaroos twice, where he scored a 130 against them in 2019 as well. The Lions, he scored a 136. And this is all without the Suns. He played as a forward against the Gold Coast Suns. And we know the Gold Coast Suns can leak points against midfields. He doesn't have a big score against Gold Coast. He got like an 86 in the round three against the Gold Coast yeah. as a forward. Put him in there. That's another big possible game where he could towel up. It's huge. I I, I like him. I'm on him. I'm definitely on him. He's my he's definitely in my team right now, which I suppose leaves the third big cog in the wheel, who yes. arguably is the best player of all three of them. Oh, yeah. He's very silky smooth. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's great for Supercoach because, unfortunately, his role throws him all over the shop. He gets tagged. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think it's more the tag this year. I think his role will be a little bit more set than usual. I, I and agree. There's one player particularly for that, and it's Bruce coming in from St. Kilda. They now have that extra forward to take some of the heat off. I think and it'll be Bruce. By the way, Bruce. we're talking about Marcus Bontempelli for those playing Marcus Bontempelli, sorry, <laughs> uh, who is 623K midfielder. Uh, but I think Bruce up forward with Shaki with um, Norton gives them a real good tall structure now that they didn't have. Shaki was a bit whimsical. Yeah. They had to throw Norton forward, and who knew that he was going to dominate aerially? I so actually, you put, I still prefer him behind ball. Yeah, I would prefer with the, they've got those the two tall targets now. I would still prefer to put um, him behind the ball. I think he's much, much. I, I, personal opinion, yeah. I think he's much better footballer behind the ball, and he services that club better behind the ball. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether, whether they move him there or whether they keep him in that forward they line. Might, but who knows? I think the issue is that now they probably don't need Bont forward as much as they did last year. It's not necessarily a problem, and I agree with you. But he'll still go forward at times because he, he makes a big impact when he does go forward. I do agree. He'll. Pull, I reckon he'll rest forward. I think he'll play midfield, yes. especially clearances. I think that centre bounce. Absolutely, I would not very, be surprised because he gives them that that dynamic as well. McRae. Yeah. Bond and Dunkley in that center clearance would be huge. However, yes. one caveat to picking someone like Bond is he averaged 114 for the year, but he actually only averaged 108 since Dunkley, Dunkley moved to went the mid- into midfield. the midfield. Yes. So that could have a bearing on the overall scoring. Um, I'm not entirely sure and I'm not sold on it. And for that reason, I'd just rather go the other two. Yeah. I just think that 
regardless, he's still the number one candidate for a tag I'm because not he's the a, most imp- I'm not opposed player. if you went that way. You're taking a gamble on him going to 115 again or improving, uh, which is possible. I mean, he is a great player, so there's no cap on what he yeah, could be. I don't think there is a cap. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, he had two scores under 90. He had six scores of 130-plus. Big ceiling too, one sixty more than he used to. One sixty six or one fifty eight or one forty six or one forty six and a one forty. Yep. But that big ceiling for him is still not as big as McRae or Dunkley ceiling. Or Dunkley's, yeah, Dunkley yeah. ceilings. Uh, oh, 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 Dunkley. Uh, oh. He's played eighty five out of a possible eighty eight games the last four years. Uh, one hundred five over the last one hundred ten for the last five years. He's really super durable. Um, problem is, again, they play GWS twice, so if he goes there, it's not ideal. Um, the benefit, though, is now, yeah, obviously, I think with Norton and Shaki, I think that could be a possible breakout because if he goes forward, he's no longer the third, so he might be able to just sneak in and get some marks and goals and play really smart. Um, and again, yeah, the average, you've already said he averaged one yeah. the Dunkley in there, so that's the only I think, a negative side. I think that we literally listed them in how we would choose them. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't think that any are bad picks. But I personally believe it's McRae 1, Dunkley 2. I agree. McRae because of the durability, reliability, and consistency. Yep. Dunkley is the ceiling and the big fact that he could just go absolutely massive and hurt you. Yep. Uh, and he's underpriced, undervalued, so that gives you a little bit of incentive. And then, yeah, Bontepelli, who is... And it's hard to put Bontepelli third, but he is. It's, unfo- it's, it's The unfortunate uh, thing is him being is. so good helps the other guys. Yeah. So if there was no Bont in that midfield, I don't know who I'd go with. Well, see, imagine. I if, really wouldn't. Well, if Tom Mitchell was there and then you had Bontepelli. Like, legit. Who would you tag then? Oh, I know. Well, Tom Mitchell's less damaging with his disposal, so he's still going to rack up 35 Maybe Bontepelli, because he'll just be dead. Super you're damaging. Still, you're still, in that scenario, yeah. you're still tagging him. Yeah. Uh, next player is Caleb Bottom Shelf Daniel. <laughs> uh, 537k defender. Uh, what? He's great at getting things off the bottom shelf. That's true, he is. That's that's not all he's good at. He's very good at using the football. He is very good at using the football. Yes. Um, Obviously transitioned from um, a sort of midfielder forward to a back pocket who basically is the quarterback at that team. He has great vision. He uses the ball really well. He Can't opens, over a jam tin, but he's, um, he's yeah, very well, he open Well, he opens the play up for them, which yeah. I like, because he can nail those short ang- angular kicks that helps open up the play. He's a really good decision maker, really good user by foot. Yep. And I think they need him. And he's super consistent as well in that yes, defensive but 50. That super consistency means that you'll, he won't hurt you in Supercoach. You can pick him up true. later throughout the season for probably around the same price. He is not a must-have. He's a very good option, I think. And I know some people are looking at him. But the fact is, he's going to be around the same price. He's a good option for an yes. upgrade. In argument to that, though, but as the, the best buy, buy as well. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't be against picking him instead of a uh, maybe not instead pick? of a Sicily. It's I'd probably still go Sicily, Williams, and Laird but are all ahead of him. You're still banking on the breakout from Sicily. Like Sicily's still got to have everything go for him, and Clarko not to throw him around. Like you know. It's unlikely Sicily, that Caleb Daniel moves after dominating that much at half at, yeah, at, in the back flank. But Sicily could hurt you more than Daniel will hurt you. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he yeah. could also hurt you in a good way and in a bad way. Yeah. Um, anyway. But there's going to be more people on Sicily, so you, you take that hurt factor I'm with not the going, ownership percentage. I'm not going Caleb Daniel. I don't He's hate got, Caleb Daniel's selection, I'll be honest. Um, but I don't know how many of those expensive defenders you can carry early. Nah, I'm going the other ones. For me, and this is a good difference of opinion, but for me, um, I'd rather pick Dane Rampey. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding. Not, not that bad. Right, no, no, here's, no, no, no. Here's not that bad. One. Not that bad. Caleb Daniel or Rory Led. Led. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, because he's not Caleb Daniel. <laughs> I would rather I would rather have Caleb Daniel. Yeah. And they have the same buy. The only difference is I think there's um, no upside. I don't, think either, I don't think either has an upside. 
Yeah, I both... think they both do what they did last year, and Caleb Daniel outaveraged him. Mm, they're both meh to me. They're both going to be picked up by some stage. But they will be. Yeah, a lot of people. That's but fair. Uh, anyway. anyway. Um, okay, so that's pretty much it for the premiums on that side. Let's go to the rookies. Ben Kavara, um, uh, 123K year. forward. Yep. Uh, here's the thing, though. He didn't play last year, so he had a hamstring injury in 2019. Then he had a little quad and shoulder niggle, so he didn't really get going. Yep. Right. Now, though, he's injury-free he, into the back end of the year. He actually kicked four goals in some games in the VFL. Uh, likely to be used as a defensive small forward when they recruit him. He's 23 years old, so he's mature-aged, yep. um, mature body. I think he plays this year at some stage. But it's the Clark effect. Is there room in that forward line? Um, if they have a fit, if a fit team? Oh, he's not playing round one. Mm, unless, unless they have injuries. They in, might. I, 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 again, he could come out in the preseason and smash it, right? Yeah, but um, I'm watching him. I, I think am. it's more likely that he uh, develops into it in the VFL and then comes in and... Um, relieve someone during the season. So yeah, I think I think there could be a role for him there. You know what I mean? Like, as in, I think with his pressure, right? So basically, I think that. So you saying defensive... Tom McLean out? Ben Kavari. No, no. I think McLean will kind of hopefully move up the field a little bit. Um, but I think there is still some roles in there. I think they've had a little bit of a change around in their team. Uh, and here's the reason, though, is that he produced some team lifting apps. Uh, at, Axe for Footscray that rubbed off on his teammates. He was also then the th- uh, 2013 Morris Medal winner, um, 19 goals in nine VFL games. Basically, he was also the Williamstown's leading goal kicker for two seasons before he got picked up as yeah. a mature player. I know they want to get him into that team. I think somehow. he'll. I think he'll play because I think they need some small defensive forwards that can kick goals that aren't notoriously midfielders trying to play forward. I like. I, I like him as a selection. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm not sure if he starts yeah, round one. I'm hoping. So I'm, that's what, I mean, I'll watch him in the Marsh I'm, series. I'm watching. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm, I think there's possibly a role for him, but whether there is, that's all Bevo. I'm looking forward to it. Bevo juggling whatever he's tending to go with. So. Classic. Uh, that's pretty much it for the rookies, though, because a lot of them have got games. Um, and they've, they've got a fairly deep list now because they've yeah. exposed a lot of those guys over the and last And they'll play years. Dale and they'll play yeah. um, the other guy that keeps getting injured, whatever his name is. Ling? No. Lang? No. What's uh, his name? Lin Jong? Lin, Lin he just Jong. did a, yeah. Um, yeah, a again, big injured. hamstring, isn't it? It's like yeah. three-month injury or something? Yeah, it's yeah. Injured again. Bad. Poor yeah. guy. I actually like him too. But Good Dale. Uh, okay, so mid-price players, breakouts, and um, speculatives. So number one is Patrick Lipinski. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Dunkley as far as he had some really good games and you sort of start to pay attention. Like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. Right? Because I think when Dunkley went big, I think it might have been against Carlton. Lipinski also went big. Uh, there are some issues, though. So he averaged 81.3. He played 13 rounds, 76% time on ground, so still room to improve on that aspect. Had some scores of a 129 and a 113, so he has a pretty good ceiling for that kind of player. He's 441k, so not for standard for me. He's definitely not standard relevant. Definitely not. For a draft league at an 81, I think there's some value there. But again, it's really interesting because he, he averaged 92 for the last five rounds. Okay, so that's really good in, you know, with the good scores there. But again, there was no Libba, there was no Wallace. You know, they, he, he was getting some midfield time, but I don't think enough, there's, a, there's not enough role for him to this There's not year. enough points in that midfield no, for, for a breakout for that sort of player. Yep. It just, it just isn't. I mean, this, I'd love to see Bailey Smith come yeah. out and start really increasing his, his minutes and his time around midfield. But with that, He's, with those three clogging up all that super coach points, I don't think there's any chance of a breakout. And not only that, they're all young. So where's he yeah. gonna where's he gonna fit in? I really how like are they gonna, Smith. How are they gonna pay him? Bailey Smith's such a gun. Was, He's he, fa- a was he father son or they just got him as a young pick? Uh, was he father son? Uh, he was top five pick, wasn't he? He was, like, he was a high pick. I yeah. don't know how they're gonna afford I don't, him. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know how they're gonna afford him. And where's the room for him? That's what I mean. Like he needs to be they, playing that midfield soon. Yeah, and then midfield. He young. was fantastic when he played in there. I will tell you what, oh, he was yeah. so good. Nah, he'll be a good chop out. 
Uh, next one is Tim English, 448K yep. Ruck, um, 590s, 400s, including a 121. So he does have some good components there. Average 88 in the last 15 rounds, though. So he did start to show some signs. Um, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged, you know, he averaged 82 for the year. I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged 90 this year. Yep. Uh, I think that's realistic. It's the Grundy, how you, you know, the Grundy effect, how he, you knock out a couple of years of 90, and then maybe you'll get towards a 90, 92, 98. He showed that he can mark the ball last year, yep. which is which was really good because he was sort of a bit timid when he, you know, tried to approach the ball in yep. a mark contest. I wouldn't be and surprised. He was just smashing packs and you know. Big strong hands out front. And yep. I like Tim English. I think he's a good player. But um, yeah, yeah so I mean, eighty-eight average over the last fifteen rounds. I wouldn't be surprised if he knocked out anywhere between a ninety and a hundred average for the year. I'd say a conservative ninety. I think that's a realm of it's a it's a possi- it's, it's definitely a, a possibility. Hundreds of possibilities. Could be wrong. The problem yeah. again, where are those points coming from? Correct. But I think ninety would be a pretty conservative. It's just more him getting more tap outs than the other Ruckman. So it'd be yeah. him getting more points instead of the oh, other Oh, yeah, guy. he could definitely do it because he's obviously more experienced. He's taking yep. it off the other Ruckman, yeah. Uh, Norton, again, 367K as a forward. Uh, played 22 games. Uh, he did have that injury, so he had an end-of-season lateral ligament in his knee. Um, expected to join the main group sometime, I think it was yeah, end of last month. So, yeah, it'll be interesting one to watch. I still, really interesting. I still prefer him in the defense. So, well, here's the thing, though. He had 300s, and there was a 134 and a 116. So that was when he got a lot of contested marks. Yep. But he also had lows of 21, 26, 34, 40, and 51. Average 77 in the last eight rounds. As that a happens deep, as a key forward. As a deep league, especially yeah. Especially as, as a rookie key forward. Well, if he goes into defense, he could average 80-plus and be oh, I think easily because in he's, the still, draft league. he's still got a fantastic reader of the ball. Yeah, in the, in the flight well, and intercept marks to be mark. yeah, yeah, way better. And then you um, get the and actual it's a decent kick. user. Yeah, so yeah. Next one, Bailey Smith, four fifteen k is a forward mid again. Uh, so we had eleven scores of eighty six plus, which I think is great. Definitely underrated as that rookie, that expensive rookie. Definitely uh, missed out on that one. So I he think averaged, unfortunately his role stays similar though. I don't think it's going to change much this season. I think yeah, he might. He averaged eighty eight for the last five rounds. He had lows of 33, 36, 53, and fifty six. So I think yeah, maybe around the eighty average wouldn't be surprising. But again, yeah, it's some people will jump early. Everyone's going up, no one's going down. That's yeah? the issue. We always yep. talk about it. Everyone's going up in average, but there's still the same amount. Yep. Um, you need to try and avoid the uh, the Brennan Goddards, the ones that just drop off a cliff and average you like 30 points below a game. Keep away from the pretzels, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretzels. Uh, okay, so now go into the draft relevancy, which and the yep. Bulldogs still have a lot of draft relevant players. They definitely do. Uh, Lockie Hunter is my one. He's a big, yeah, the seagull. Lockie the seagull hunter. Uh, a poor man's uh, gaff, I call him. Poor man's gaff. He yeah, is. That's one way to put it. Well, he's a, he is a poor man's Look, gaff. What's, well, you know what's crazy? We, 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 we give him shit all the time, old Lucky, Lucky Hunter. Hey, he gave us a bad review. He did give us that one star one time. Um, but I think it's his innate ability to find space or be unmarked that is actually quite special. Like he's, like that's that's a very unique quality. That yeah. He'll just pop up in a pocket somewhere completely unmarked. You're like... How the like has he just been sitting there for half an hour? Like, well, the problem how is, how did he get there? He, he, it's the Caleb Daniel effect. He it's just so small. People look and they can't actually notice anything below six foot. So I think that's the issue. <laughs> that's they look true. out there and their peripherals is here and they like, don't even and notice. Use your peripherals. Well, bl- peripherals. well, blends in with the sign advertising. I think that's the issue. <laughs> that's Chris. true. They're just too short. Um, but he actually is decent inside if he actually wants to be. But I think he he spends a lot of time not necessarily avoiding contests, but seeing a space. And being the one that um, transitions towards that space, so yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the issue, though, Chris. He had end of season season shoulder reconstruction. Okay. Uh, wasn't going to be running until uh, doing. Uh, sorry, was running, but wasn't going to do contact until pretty much end of January. So he's only just started to get back into that contact sort of work. 
I never like shorter surgeries coming yep. back in. I think it's just, mind you, he's on the outside. So as a seagull, he probably doesn't. But he's feel, a mark and kick type player. He doesn't as feel well. he doesn't feel contact ever. Yeah. So <laughs> that is true. Yes. Yeah. No, but because you know, obviously, if you're doing shoulder, like you're going to be, he does a lot of uh, uncontested marks. So maybe that's something that could be impacted. He marks like this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a chess mark by the, for those playing at home. Uh, straight in the bed basket, um, bread basket. So next one is JJ Johansson as a defender. 390s, 400s, he had a high of 116. So he can do some really good things, but he also stinks it up. He 30, also butchers the ball. 36, like 36 44, 65. I think he got some attention sometimes. I think they even, was that last year or the year before, they then move him forward because they, he's he getting so was, much attention. Even this year, he actually played a lot um, in on the half forward flank. Yeah, up the flank. And when they again moved him back behind the ball, they're like, oh, wow, that's right. He's actually an all-strain uh, halfback flanker. Yep, Norm Smith medalist. It just when blows he my been. mind how that, like, that's so, so dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, stole that, stole that Norm Smith. I know. Um, my cousin had five bucks on Boyd <laughs> at 100 to 1. Cost de- him. Decent, 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 decent. Cost him money. Anyway. All good. I'll still never forget that. No, um, and it wasn't even my money. That's true. Uh, next one is uh, Tom Libertore, which we spoke about. So he averaged 111 for his first five rounds. Bang, bang, bang. Then averaged 72 for his last nine rounds. So And then got injured again. Uh, that's, that's excluding classical. his injury on 30. So he's injured round 13 on 30. True average of 86. End of season knee surgery for a lingering problem. Again, an issue. Um not expected to join the main group until the end of January, so I haven't had any more updates on how he's tracked early February. Yep. Uh, but again, that's a made, that's an issue for me. Oh, I wouldn't be touching him. No. Nope. 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 Pass. Not, not in standard. Too many points to other midfielders in uh, in that. Uh, again, in that group. Mitch Wallace is another one forward mid. Uh, probably so draft. So rele- many of them, right? Draft relevancy. Yeah. Again, yep. uh, averaged. Uh, fairly well, so I mean, he but he didn't play after round ten. He had an ankle issue, so again, that's more. He had ankle surgery. I think no ankle issue. I think you'll find some of these fringe players get traded but in the next couple of years. Wallace was a standout on the track before Christmas and just after Christmas. So he was one that was really noted to actually be training really well early. Whether that translates, I don't see him having a midfield role like he did when he did average 100. But The issue is, they've, there's too by, many of by him and Tom being injured so much, yeah. Dunkley's taken that midfield, midfield time. And it's his. And he's run with it. Like, it's, you're going to have to be better than he's, Dunkley. He's now. killing it and you can't. Good luck with that. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. And then McLean obviously this, felt that. He's so screwed. M- McLean felt the I Dunkley I want to play effect. midfields. <laughs> <laughs> McLean, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McLean, anyway. McLean plays midfield. <laughs> Dunkley gets a sniff and kicks him out. Yeah, exactly right. Oh, wow. Do you remember when uh, Tom McLean, uh, Tom McLean played midfield for the first 11 rounds and averaged 111? Yeah. And I was like, this guy's a god. And then Dunkley killed him. <laughs> uh, next one is McLean. Played 18 games at an average of 70. That's well below his 95. Average. Uh, absolutely stunk it up. He did have a couple good games. Imagine two... keeping him in a keeper league. <sighs> well, I got what it. He's young. Idiot. He's like 22 or something. 23. He's got to be young. Uh, 290s, 300s, including a 133. Injured round 17 on 16. So his true average is 73. Woo! Um, lows of... Th- <laughs> Here's the lows though. 33, 44, 45, 48, 49, and a 57. Yeah, I'm not touching him. Ouch. Don't touch him in standard. Don't touch him in draft unless it's like super late where he's like your F5 and you can afford to flog him off. Yeah. That sounded really bad. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, keep a league. Look, just hold him because he's not worth anything. <laughs> Fair enough. That's pretty much I, the logic, right? You have to. No, I just think punt him. No, Get I think him. you just got to keep him for those glory mm. days. He averaged well once. <laughs> you got to keep him, right? No, he'll, he'll get you an 80. I don't know about that, bro. I reckon he'll get no, you an 80. Keep a league. <laughs> no. Uh, the last one is a sneaky. It's Bailey Dale. 
When will Bailey Dale break out? I'm still waiting. That's pretty much my notes here. I had him in the back end of last year because he had a few games that um, that actually won me some uh, won me some games well, of football. Look, he's, he, so. he's, he averaged 84 his last six rounds, yep. including a 93, a 121, a 104, and then he had a 43. So, look, Bailey Dale, I like watching him. He put on size. He was a skinny kid, and he is a great user. I love watching him play, but the problem is... He's in a star-studded team. Yep. Like, how is he going to do well? Which is the theme of the last six guys we've rattled off. They're all draft relevant, but that's about it. Well, remember, Dogs had like 20 forward mids last year, basically. That's how they were rolling. Uh, Bailey Dow, as a forward only, he only played nine games, though. So even then, I don't like him in draft because a deep draft, maybe, if you're having like 18 teams, then sure, Bailey Dow. In a 10 league or a 14 league, I don't see that much value in picking a guy that averaged 70 at nine games. Yeah. It's it's a waiver watcher, not really a put them in your side kind of person. Yeah. Fair enough, I agree. How's that feel? That feels great, well, and that's pretty much that wraps us. I think that's well, us. that's us done for our team podcast, guys. That's us done. That's, that's like crazy. That's like ten hours of preseason recordings. Uh, but some fun facts: we've already had um, over twenty thousand listens on SoundCloud and YouTube. Jesus, um, which is pretty amazing. So that means that we're already at um, over twenty five percent of what we did last year. In just under six weeks. There you go. Which is crazy. So thank you for the support in the Team yes. by Team podcast. And it's it's been harder because with these ones, we get together, we record for a couple of hours. But yep. you know, it's been with your work and wedding whatever have you, and, and you're away and the wedding and, and all the rest of it. So look, I do appreciate you if it has been a little disjointed. We love the uh, Team by Team analysis. It helps us get our thoughts out on paper and, and helps you sort of clarify, uh, particularly for draft Absolutely. leagues and keeper leagues. Uh, and if you're a friend, Damien Gunn, then you have 10 hours of, um, <laughs> of research to do. Oh, footage. That's right. He doesn't want to do it. No, exactly. I know he doesn't. He doesn't want to do it. It's too much effort. Um, he, yeah. he literally wants me to go through and, and do his list for him. I'm, I'm not doing that. All right, that's I, negative. That's okay. This, this is a friend that's coming into our new uh, keep uh, draft league, should yeah. I say, a single year draft league. But, but yeah. we will, um, obviously, the next podcast that's going to get released will be a review of the first uh, Marsh round. Series games. Marsh Series rounds. That'll be next yes. week. Um, and then probably somewhere in between there, we're going to be doing our joint podcast with Elites. Yes. We'll do the second round of the Marsh, and then we're going to do our uh, Trap Watch and all the regular stuff that we do. Yeah, pre-season. basically, looking at the Trap Watch, we'll then do... And then Team Reveal, of course. Probably looking at our Team Reveals and our structures, um, loosely put. And yeah, Rookies, I think, will be the other key one. So Trap Watch, Rookies, the rest... All of that stuff will likely be all on Twitch. So feel free to drop us a line at twitch.tv forward slash sc underscore insider. Yeah. And the reason we're doing that is because uh, you're going to have a lot of questions about different rookies. We're going to watch all the games. And so we're going to be able to hopefully provide some insight on each individual one that you ask us about yeah. if and we which, haven't already. On which ones we're flagging to put in our side, which is the big thing. Because we all know yeah. rookies make cash and they help kickstart your season. True. The other thing is... Um, It'll probably be a little bit more community interactive on the Twitch stream before we hit. Once around one, we are going to do those split segments. Absolutely, we'll be doing it split. One will be completely business as we do like with the team by teams. And then we'll do the open up the Thursday sort of podcast where we look at the team reveals. And that's the engagement side of it. And we love the engagement side. So this is a way to, again, get the the best of both worlds for you guys. And um, yeah, hear us twice a week, which will be a first. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait for next week. So uh, thanks guys for tuning in. And Thank we'll you very much. You and that's our team by teams. Cheers. Boy. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crush 
the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I 